I said that I needed to also change my shirt. Oh, I, I gave you awareness Thank you. of my lateness. Sorry, I, I was just making just, sure because then you started sending pictures of salsa and I was Listen, questioning I am sharing my heart with you. Here it is. It's a salsa. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, Louise. Oh. Hello. How are you? I am so busy with trying to make a new website and it's very stressful. Great. Let's spend an hour talking about it. <laughs> you see how quickly uh, we transitioned to that? That was whew. Okay. So what's what's hard about making a website, Sam? Well, um a lot of my current site has been uh behind the scenes usefulness like pricing guides, engagement session FAQs, just all these little like client assets that float around and I'm going to need to completely remake for the new site. And, uh, it's pain, it's pain in the butt because everything looks good on the new site. It's just tedious to first of all, like keep track of all the important pages. Um, cause I forget about some and I don't know. It's just, it's a how lot. Many, how and many pages do you have? A, a like lot. Like hidden pages, your secret, your little lift, well, you know, probably, Probably only a dozen. That's not even the hard part. It's also the, uh, they copied over all of my old blog posts and, and pages and stuff like that, but I have to go through and nudge some of the details so that things like thumbnails show up uh, because in certain areas now they're square and it does look better, but I need to make sure the crops are all correct because I'm a photographer and if you know, it, it was originally a vertical picture or something like that in the post, and now it's a square. That you know, it, those it's kinds bad. of details. Yeah, I have to manually. Oh, get through. Yeah, so it's all about kind of figuring out a, a super efficient workflow, especially for the stuff where it's like, oh, I've got four hundred posts. I need to go back through and tidy up. Like, I need to make sure I'm. It the tediousness is as small as possible basically i don't know it's just stuff like that and then it's and then, the stress of having to write and basically create uh, a whole new version of my my brand and my voice i'm still going to take a lot of the same things i had written out um on my current site and move it over but they kind of have to be rewritten for length because it's in a different physical area now on the page so it doesn't look as good um if it's too short or too long stuff like that and then uh, you know, for example, the font color is a really dark, dark color uh, on like the main header. Totally fine, but I can't have dark photos underneath it, or it just doesn't pop. You lose, you know, some of the letters. Things like that are just such a pain. But it's still it's fun uh, in, a, in a way, but it's just tiring. I'm not used to having to work this much. <laughs> Which is a wild thing to hear you say, since you well, work more than anyone I know. But here's the thing. It, almost everything I do in my work has a process and a, an established workflow. I know exactly what needs to get done and how I'm going to do it. With this website, it, that's all out the window. It's everywhere. I have to do so much, and it's stuff that I have I never need to do again and haven't done since, um, you know, I made my last site. So it's just a pain. It's just new. So it feels a lot more like actual work because I'm having to use my brain. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it makes sense. I, I help people make websites all the time, Sam. That's how I got through the recession. Yeah. Uh, fun, fun Daniel fact. I, I designed websites by going door to door. 
and I, uh, I just walk, would walk into a small <laughs> business and be like, hi, your website is bad. I can make it better for $1,000. And most people were like, no, you can't leave. And I was like, okay, well, fair I'm, you say. I'm surprised but, more, more photographers don't do that, uh, that are like interested in commercial work or something. Just approach a business that you see has really poor photos of their food and uh, see, see what happens. You're right. Like I'm sure nine times out of 10, they'll say, no, we don't have the money. We're not interested, but... But sometimes they say yes, yeah. and then you get to pay rent. And that's how I made it through the recession, just door-to-door, building websites all through so Chicago and Austin. what, 2008, 2010? How many years did uh, you 2009 do? and 2010. So yeah. right after I left uh, photography professionally and, like, stopped shooting and, you know, like, oh, now what am I going to do, you know? All yeah. the marketing jobs disappeared. Tech wasn't really hiring at the moment, especially for outsider folks that weren't in New York or San Francisco. And I th- said to myself, self, you know how to build a Squarespace website. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Brought to you by Squarespace. Yeah, so Thanks you must for- have been early because Squarespace wasn't, like, really Oh, thing yeah, Squarespace until- version 4. Wow. They're, they're currently on uh, 7.1 <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah, early, early guy. Someone said it's like WordPress, but it's easy to use and pretty. And I said, great, I'll use it forever. And that was me like 12 years ago, just deciding something. And now I'm stuck with it forever. Uh, Yeah, that's sort of why I'm back on WordPress. Plus, I like the more advanced functionality because my current site, I did evolve it to do a lot more than was originally designed for. And WordPress. I think I just don't have enough to experience with the Squarespace to have a, a solid opinion on this, but seems like WordPress made a lot of things possible that Squarespace probably would not have been able to do. I, and I say that I can't even think of what that might be, but I guess, but it's there maybe yeah. probably upon, so, once upon a time. Uh, are you, you're on a desktop, right? So can I send yeah. you, I'm curious for some real time feedback here. If I send you the current, of current homepage the copy is uh N- not gonna be done because i haven't done it yet but some some that's a, some el- yeah that's true but some some elements uh i think i'm really happy with i don't know what it is about this phrase for creatives in love but it's been in my instagram bio forever i had like a whole set of branding made for it i think i at one point was thinking about using it as sort of the name of a studio if i was going to have associate photographers under more of an umbrella it was literally just going to be called for creatives in love i think it's a good phrase and it cuts through you know obviously i want to photograph people in love and getting married or maybe not getting married but just you know couples and it uh yeah emphasizes the fact that i want to work with somebody who thinks of themselves as uh creative not a creator just a creative person what's your what's your uh split like i know you don't know this for sure but like what's your vibe of the split of a uh, creative profession working with you so like another photographer designer artist whomever or uh, a lawyer that's a good question i get a lot of lawyers and i do wonder <laughs> if it um if if have leaning into that phrase on my website or brand, you know, overall, aside from just my Instagram bio, would would turn people away. They're like, "Well, I'm not a creator. I'm not a painter, so I'm not going to hire him." <laughs> yeah. Do you think they would turn somebody who's just well, like a lawyer? Well, so I mean, 
Yeah, here, here's the thing. Here's a, here's the dirty little content secret that I don't want to spoil, but I'm gonna just for you. It's all made up. It's all made up, bro. Bro. <laughs> Sorry, I've been playing a lot of Diablo 4 with uh, my best friend's teens. Did you see the, so the ad for that in New York? I uh, did. With the, yeah, on Reddit. Yeah, the, the <laughs> welcome, welcome to hell, New York City, while uh, the air was poison. Yeah, I remember it like it was a few days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this last week has been brutal. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's all made up, right? So, like, like content, content's kind of made up. You, you just have to pick a lane and then kind of stick to it, right? So, like, yeah. if the angle is creatives, uh, then that's then that's where we kind of need to point to with all the minutia, right? Because there's so much content that gets written within a website. There is the copy, right? The, the user-facing mm-hmm. copy, there is the um, interface copy, right? So like your contact me button, your get in touch button, your click here, you know, like what that copy says. There's the support documentation, which is like all your FAQs about how engagement sessions work or what they can expect, right? You know, after Mm -hmm. they book you, uh, do you provide booking on your website, right? Like in... A secret uh, page. It, I know. I know you can't like book you on a calendar on your website, but like, correct. It's a separate. You, it is an online thing, but it's completely separate from my website. It's a CRM called ShootQue. So I, you know, I basically start a new email thread where I send a link to that proposal, and it's all sort of. Can you say just that got name my, one more time. ShootQue. ShootQue. Yeah. Cute. Q. Just Q. Okay. Like the. Cute I heard on. cute, and I was like, mute? Is, is this a meat cute? Shoot You're cute. doing a meat cute? Uh, cute? That's a hard... Whatever you, whatever, whatever words you choose for your name, uh, this, is, this is just general naming advice for, for you know, our, our lovely listeners. Uh, it should be easy to say in your mouth. Oh my gosh, 100%. I can't tell you how many people whose Instagram handles, I'm like, uh, this is the worst name ever, because you have to spell it every time. If it's not like obvious how it's spelled and you have to uh you know think about it for even a half second it's like get a new instagram handle can i share with you my depressing instagram handle story very quickly before we return to your content yes because i want to talk about the contact me copy yeah when i when i signed uh when i signed up for instagram i signed up on day one right i followed a handful of photographers that were on there they're like hey i've been testing this it's what was called bourbon now it's called instagram it's out today let's go and i was like Bourbon, B, bourbon. yeah, wow. bourbon, uh, B U R B N, I believe. Uh, bourbon. I, I don't remember why. Uh, <clears throat> Instagram was named on a uh, platform that I used to help market and sell called a Domainer, D O M A I N R dot com. Back when we just dropped a vowel, and that's how you named a thing. Yeah. Uh, because Instagram originally, before they had enough money to buy Instagram.com, had Instagram.am, and oh. uh, and they found that name on uh, Domainer, which was incredible in sales meetings. I could just roll into a meeting and be like, hey, Instagram was named on our platform. What do you want named on yours? Anyway, uh, so I signed up very quickly and tried to get Daniel, didn't exist. Tried to get D, didn't exist. And then I tried... D-A, and it worked. My initials, D-A. Ba-ba! And so I was at D-A on Instagram for the first year, year and a half. Lovely okay. time. Wow. 
And then they released uh, comment mentions. And immediately ah. my phone became unusable, like just a, a <laughs> hot rock from the sun, in, you know, hundreds of notifications every hour yeah. because people were accidentally typing, I'm at the club or I'm at the grocery store or whatever. That's so unfortunate. That's, yeah. Weird. So I just, I, I like should have kept it and like just, you know, set it somewhere else and, and switched to a different one and had it. Uh, but I wasn't thinking, and I didn't care, and I was just mad that my phone was hot and unusable, so I just changed it to my regular Daniel EAG. Let it go back into the so world. That was my mistake. That's, that's the problem. If it's a business, like obviously if it's just your personal account, whatever, but not knowing that AG is spelled with two E's, you would have to constantly remind people of that. There's another photographer, yeah. and so, so often photographers just name their business after their own name, and there's a great great photographer who i've become friends with over well, the years about to uh, shit talk someone's last name <laughs> yeah well it's just like his name is russell something i don't forget his last name but it's russell but it's spelled with two l's and it's like gosh that is so nobody's gonna be able to find you <laughs> unless you is spell that not how you him. spell russell oh no it's two s's right yeah. right right okay two s's and i was like sam that's not that weird like that's no, just a name it, it is weird well i mean maybe it's not weird i don't know what the in my experience I've only ever seen it, I think, with one L, but I guess I've never paid that close attention. Point is, you got to keep it just as simple as you possibly can. I am the Sam. I really wish I could just do I am Sam, but some rando took it. How dare they? Never we can, we can, we can, we can uh, talk about Instagram handle purchase uh, strategies later. So okay. this content, we've got it. So for creatives in love, if that's your thing, that's great. Uh, yeah, I'm open to changing that. It, I think it looks good visually on a desktop. I'm still waiting for the mobile version to be uh, tweaked. I have a feeling it might be too much um, on a tiny little screen. We'll see how it gets formatted. But uh, a few tweaks. One, uh, the um, images there on the... This is great podcast stuff, by the way, for, for listeners. My homepage is very, very minimal uh, at the start, like the very, very top. And it's got a carousel of as many images as I want. I was going to put maybe six or maybe 10, I don't know, uh, from all different kinds of weddings. And I want to try and, you know, my portfolio now I think is fairly balanced in terms of like representation, at least given what I've had to shoot um, so far in my career. And I try and pull something from, you know, for everyone. Uh, but that carousel, I really want to be... Uh, what's the word mm, auto Dynamic. autoplay because it's not obvious yeah. to like find the little arrow and click but i'm still playing around with the images that are going to be on there most of those are you going to link it to their post or their no gallery? that is really just meant to be a like a you know eye-catching thing it's the next ones down uh, as you scroll that okay. will link so like elopement rome italy that will link to that blog post so i was thinking mm, two or three images there to to link to uh full kind of in longer form blog posts so uh, people can get a little bit more of a comprehensive vibe and then oh man i hate this i hate this sentence but we're gonna have to destroy your footer my footer <laughs> Reach yeah. out for availability. Footers. Well, just in yeah, general. I so, too. like, I, I hate that. I don't. I don't know what to say other than get contact me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, you, so, uh, what you what you should say would be um, weddings in New York City. 
and then link to a couple of weddings in New York City and then weddings in Washington, D.C., DMV oh, area. Yeah. Link to a couple of those. Yeah. Rinse, repeat. Um, the three or four metro areas that you want to be talking to and yeah. uh, types of shots. So, you know, you could have it be New York City engagement, New York City weddings in one column, and then the next column would be, you know, Washington, okay. D.C., DMV and then link there. That is the un, an unfortunate, disgusting SEO trick. Uh, one of the few that will mm. consistently work across all time, right? Uh, you know, uh, a general SEO phrase that someone could say, uh, a SEO professional would be, show me your footer and I'll show you how good your SEO is, mm. right? Like, cause that's where a lot of the robots go read things will be the site map and the, and the footer. So, okay. cause your footer is the same on every page um anyway that, that's that's okay. one of my four bits of seo that i know because there that's a, its own its <laughs> own know, hellscape we should have someone yeah. like uh dylan on dylan yeah, howell be, be to talk about uh, i was thinking of bringing him into the this at this stage now that i have the actual thing coded uh to to get some recommendations but you know seo i just don't know that it's complicated as people make it out to be there's like like you said, maybe one, two key things. No, there's probably like four or five key things to like do every time. And then it just kind of is what it is. <laughs> so there are a lot um, of, yeah, there, there are a lot of thought processes around this. And there are people who will tell you that it is that complicated and that you need to pay them, you know, $8,000 a month for the next six months while they do a bunch of optimization. Those yeah. people are selling you something. Uh, the people that tell you there are four to five things that you need to do really well in order to get 80 to 90 percent of the way there is, are, are telling the truth. So oh, um, so <laughs> SEO in general, I'm just is, guessing that's what it feels like to me. But yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those things where like you're improving past those handful of things like having a really strong footer that has links to the specific keywords and the specific metro areas that you want to shoot in. Right. Like that's a strong signal for uh brands or not brands robots and people they're like oh yeah sam shoots in new york all the time sam you know like i would not have uh i would not have something like the pacific northwest in my footer because i i don't want to shoot weddings in portland right like i'm happy to shoot a portland wedding but a portland wedding is an additional you know 15 hours of travel and staying a night in a hotel and far away versus driving somewhere for an hour or two, that sort of thing. Right. So like it's important to know your targeted uh, metro areas in there, but then there are, you know, there are other things like alt image descriptions, right? Like Mm -hmm. alt text image descriptions matter. Uh, it, It helps a lot with cataloging your images and Google, you'll have more information to give Google, which will then index higher. Uh, so once you do a handful of those things, you reach a point where you're kind of optimizing on the margins of, you know, like what's going to get me a quarter percent better, a a half percent better. Uh, and depending on how well you do and how well you're already doing, uh, given the content that you're regularly producing, such as blog posts or social media content that, that pushes back or, you know, like creating backlinks with your Patreon to your education section of the website that, you know, that sort of thing. Like depending on what other good practices you're doing, you might not even get that 
quarter percent, you might be getting an eighth or a sixteenth or a thirty second. So then it's like, oh, now we've lost, you know, you kind of lost the plot on yeah. this being worth the effort and time. Totally. Uh, and so you you have those like handful of things that you gotta get right, uh, and then on top of that, you need to. Um, have some version of consistency, right? So like this isn't a, a real problem for you because you are good <laughs> at blogging. Most mm. people aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, mo- most people have that as a large task. Um, and you know, there, there are better uh, things that you can do within your blog to set up your uh, website for SEO success, right? <laughs> like, oh, for sure. Yeah, you, you know, like there, there's a you specific, mean specific number of images. Well, everyone, uh, everyone right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. In, in general, but it is more important to have a poorly set up blog that you regularly update than a perfectly set up blog that you update once a quarter, right? So, that like, a hundred percent feels right. Like, it's without a doubt. If I blog something, I will get in inquiries just randomly over the next couple of days. If I put something on Instagram, no, I, like that, that there is no, uh, pattern that I've been able to detect of every, you know, when I post something on Instagram, I get inquiries every time I blog, I will, I will get new inquiries. And it's not even because of that blog post. I think, like you said, something in Google's crazy algorithms, just kind of, you just surface higher in the results for a period of time because the content is newer and maybe not even that specific blog post seems like, but I I really love that we uh, started a podcast and named it endless appreciation. And now we've accidentally just talked about how algorithms are destroying our lives for like 20 episodes. Yes. (laughs) Just great. Straight. Oh my God. I'm going to, I'm going to email Kyle from, uh, the New Yorker who just wrote a book about algorithms and have see if he wants to come on have a okay, chat. Wonderful. That'll be great. <laughs> he can tell us very specifically about how they're destroying our brains. Uh, so, you know, like oh, that boy. getting getting the um, getting the content updated regularly is, you know, really important versus uh, a homepage you want to have a little bit more static, a little bit more stable. Totally. So you have you have images and posts right like permalinks to the posts that you're regularly updating showing up but you don't want you know to rapidly shift your homepage once a week right like yeah makes you, sense the if you are set up for it you can and should do you know some version of a b testing uh mm. but even then it's kind of hard to really nail down the specifics with the, the number of inquiries you get right like even i assume you're relatively close to fully booked year over year but even then we're talking how many like how many inquiries do you think you get a year like 250 300 oh yeah that sounds right i guess i could pull it up in sheet cube um unfortunately i switched (laughs) over really hate (laughs) that name they they launched a, a complete uh yeah it's not the best name and it's really like the first of its kind for um for like photography studio so it's been around longer than everything else and uh i'm just stuck on it because all my stuff is in there and they relaunched uh, maybe a couple years ago an entirely new they just rewrote basically the entire system and uh all my data is still like all the really long-term stuff is still in the old system so it's kind of annoying i only have like a year's worth of inquiries to really like 
dive into on the new platform. Does that make sense? Because it took about a year of like yeah. keeping the old one up while switching to the new one. And blah. so Let's as see. you, so you have your website, right? Like your website says email, contact me for more information. They send you an email. You check if you have the date available. You check, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you send over your basic uh, pricing schedule because you don't have your full pricing on your website, right? Like that's Correct. a just the starting. Yeah, yeah, and I was back and forth on that. A lot of people will have opinions that strongly there's in n- either. There's camp. no good answer yeah. here, right? Like, but uh, it, it's my thing, though. My belief that it, it's really important with pricing uh, to be consistent, and people often inquire and end up booking like a year out, and there's a really good chance that I will play around with being a little more expensive, maybe a little cheaper, include different things in packages. And if that's just visible to anybody uh, that maybe booked me and then sees that like I offer an extra hour in my current package, like why can't I just do that for them? Uh, because their wedding is in eight months, something like that. I, I, I just want the starting price uh, to be prominently featured somewhere. I'm putting together a new updated FAQ page and that is enough of a filter to yeah then send the uh, it's not hard to find you could probably even I don't even know if I removed it from Google search results if you googled Sam Hurd photography pricing it'd probably be there but <clears throat> yeah I it's just my thought that I don't want people having an inconsistent uh, sense of what I charge and what's included and uh, yeah that changes enough that I think it's important to keep it hidden. Man, I am so excited for you to have a new website. I just clicked through to the first page that was there and it looks dated. Looks old. This is going to be an exciting time to get this What, out my old world. website? Yeah, your current website. Yes. Yeah. Looks old. Feels old. It is. It's like before it was, it was a big deal that it was even like responsive for mobile. It was before mobile was like even an important thing at all. So yeah, I'm excited. You have a young man's, no, you have a young man's font size on that website, right? Like, a yeah, that's a good I squinted point. a little I, to always, see it. That uh, always bugged me a bit. Yeah. The tiny, Just tiny me. font. <laughs> my, one of my, one of my, biggest pro tips on all web design and all usability content stuff is your, your type is too small, make it bigger, right? Like eight, 18 pixel or 18 points, whatever, 18, 18, tell your little CSS 18 or higher. And that's great. You know, it's like, it's just like a, it's just, it's just better. It's just better. We should be able to read without going, you know, yeah. like you, no eye strain to read your copy. Agreed. It'll feel bad. It, it feels uh, good on the new site. Whatever. Uh, let me pop into a, the first blog post I made. But yeah, it seems like it's a good size. I'm not sure if it's 18, but I only have one. Uh, yeah, it's a good well, size. I mean, we can check. Uh, I can I can inspect this element to tell you that it's too small because it's 16. Oh, it is 16? <laughs> uh, yeah, your body copy's 16. My old site must be like 12. <laughs> uh, it is. It's, that. So it's like nine. It's a little baby. Yeah, it's so a little... It's like footer text that just happens to be everywhere. Uh, it's like a sub note, you know, like, a little, well, little you know, it's not going to matter anyway. Once we're all wearing our Apple vision pro headsets with giant theater no, size no, no. projections. I'm, I, I, I am. No, I am not engaging with not Apple segwaying? vision pro <laughs> content until we have a little bit more information. 
I there's a lot actually uh, that was shared in the talk show live um, stream that, with John Gruber. He does like an hour. Oh, John show. Gruber! I haven't heard of him. Yeah, Who's no, John Gruber? Well, I just watched it. I'm only about halfway through, but he he went into a lot of detail about um, how mind blowing it was that the cameras that pick up all of your environment around you represent that in the display perfectly said it is no different like than i'm looking with your own eyes that is pretty mind-blowing to me and he's not the type of person to uh you know exaggerate like be hyperbolic in a way that it's like it's perfect but like he's he seems usually pretty um reserved and and he was very clear that this looks exactly like you're just looking at your surroundings with your own eyes and then it perfectly visualizes that which i'm very impressed by because the uh, oculus is bad it's it's like well, a low yeah. res <laughs> a bad a bad company made a bad product yeah. what a shock yeah uh fair no okay, we I don't have to talk about it if you want but I'm, not, I'm pretty excited no, i, would, I wasn't I am at first very now I am. excited to talk about it i'm just not excited to talk about it right now we have more important things like your website copy well, right. this is this is you know an interesting thing to think about in terms of the changing landscape of what the internet looks like and how it is, and this is you know right. But we're, time, you're going to be on uh, another website before that matters, right? Like the first time that someone books a a wedding with you via a Apple Vision Pro headset <laughs> is going to be uh, yeah, fair a, a ways off, right? You're like. Right. One of the 100,000 people that buy the first one are not going to be buying the... It's going to be more than that. It's going to be so much more than that. They're going to sell so many. Oh, they really Ooh. are. Yeah. But we're um, not going to engage in that because we don't know what we're doing with it. We don't know what anyone's doing with it because true. they were literally like, yeah, here's what clips look like and here's a fun 3D that hardware is better than everyone else's. It's like, well, yeah, no shit, guys. That's what you do. Yeah, but like, let's get that software finished. Let's get it in the hands of people. I'm, I'm impressed it doesn't even have controllers. It is, I mean, because the Oculus will yeah, let so you put talking the controller about it down. again. I just kept saying we're not going to okay, talk about okay, it yet. Okay. And you're right, like, no okay, more. I want to talk about no it more. more. Let's not. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about my website because it's just stressing me out to even look at all the pages I have to make. It's just, ugh. It's yeah. so much work. Well, so you're, you have two separate audiences on, on your new website, which I think is an interesting thing to talk about, right? Because you have, uh, you have your photo section where you are Sam Hurd. I'm a wedding photographer. Let me take your wedding photos. And then you have your education section, which is I'm Sam Hurd. And I'm not totally I'm sold on that word, by the way. I, I do education. worry that, yeah, because I always want the um, potential wedding clients to be like, the priority like clearly um what i do requires them and i don't want them to be confused by oh education okay i'm going to click that because i want to find out more about his wedding photography for clients and they'll be dumped into a stream of patreon posts and all this other stuff and i yeah i'm, I'm worried that the word education is isn't clear enough that it's like four photographers but it needs to be one word just given the design of the maybe two could fit but can't be very there long. needs to be 12 characters or less yeah yeah uh, so you maybe have, i'm overthinking that maybe it's clear one of the reasons i've always liked doing uh educational stuff is that i do think it reinforces confidence in potential wedding clients as oh 
he reviews a lot of camera stuff. He must be pretty good and must know what he's talking about. He's teaching he's, workshops. Yeah. 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 He's clearly, he's, he's so good that he's teaching other photographers how to take wedding photos, right? Like that means we're getting the best of the best here. What's, you know, what's, what's five grand for this wedding? You know, let's do it. He's, he's, he's good. Right. You know, that, that makes sense to me. Uh, also, I need to sit down and, and really think about pricing most people like really not very good photographers around here. They really do start closer to 6,000, which is just crazy. So, I mean, we were talking, we were talking a couple of weeks ago at the very end of the episode where I mentioned that I was thinking of starting to take photos again professionally mm-hmm. and do the occasional professional shoot. And, uh, through, through me thinking about that and like, Oh, maybe I'll just shoot a wedding or two. Right. Like no big deal. Uh-huh. Like it's an easy thing to just, have weddings fall yeah. into your lap, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not an entire website overhaul. It's not second shooting for you and everyone else I've ever met for like a year to get back into it, get an active portfolio. Last wedding I shot was over five years ago, right? Like there's not a lot of, yeah. Yeah. And not then much it's just for you like, to do. No. Yeah. It's easy breezy. It's easy. Just, 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 just a slot in and then, you know, buy a new car with my earnings. Easy breezy. That's uh that's what I thought. But the then I remembered, you know, that list I just gave you. But as I was researching, I was like, holy shit. Wedding photography has gotten expensive was my first yeah. thought. My second thought was literally Sam is not charging enough. And yeah. thank God Sam is not charging enough. I don't know. There's like, I don't. I get that a lot uh, that I, I don't charge enough. But it doesn't feel right to charge more and i know everything about price like i understand that people have more money than i do and people how much that's, what would you pay what's your i, I would pay five exactly what i charge exactly uh, for five. like eight hours show up do you know super pro job uh, done yeah I, w- I would pay that I think. Well, my entire mine I, I cheated because I had uh, a cousin of mine who's a lovely photographer. Uh, her, her name is Jocelyn. Uh, she, she just retired. Congratulations, Jocelyn. You deserve it. Friend of the show, maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, if she texts me next week and says, hey, thank you for the congratulations, then she is a friend of the show. Uh, but she shot our wedding as an engagement gift. A wedding gift. She she shot. Oh, that's amazing! Ruled because it allowed us to keep our entire wedding under five thousand dollars for the whole thing. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, and I lurk a lot of wedding planning subreddits and stuff like that. So I see, which is generally the bride side of the conversation in terms of budgets and and all of that. Given my experience and quality of photos and everything else, I should probably be starting closer to 7500 but i just know that is going to cut off a huge number of people that yeah can no longer afford me and that is going to shift the um this the environments that i'm shooting in not just the people and personalities but the physical spaces are going to be um not as interesting and uh, diversified i uh, guess uh, a country club wedding is a grim wedding to shoot Right. Yeah. Everyone's the majority of the people are showing up in their uh especially on like East Coast DMV country club wedding when everyone's showing up <laughs> in their military blues yeah, or yeah. uh you know, like everyone's walking around with a sword 
and like many metals are clanking, <laughs> catching light. The, the worst wedding I've ever shot was a country club wedding for for a colonel in the Marines, and it was just like, it wasn't. I say worst. It was beautiful and wonderful. It was just. I had never felt like such a commercial photographer before, right? Like that was like the first, like show up, do your thing, leave. There's no creativity involved. You're just photographing, you know, the wealth, right? Like here they are riding in, in their (laughs) chariot. Uh, Here they are leaving in, you know, their 9-11 from the 70s, right? Like fancy ass Porsche, right? There's so much. I was just like, what is going on? Like, a, I didn't realize Colonel's made that much, but you know, I'm pretty sure. So, I'm pretty sure someone else in the family also had additional mm. cash. Well, that's the other thing to keep in mind. Like, the wedding market is a weird thing to price because uh, you know a lot of people are blaming this year uh, and a slowdown in their business on something um, kind of more economy related, and I don't know that I buy that so much. It certainly is a factor for. A lot of people that you know inflation is is pretty intense right now but people save uh and plan for wedding expenses for years it's not like they wake up and i mean some maybe do but like people really do save it's a very insulated type of market in my opinion uh, compared to most other really expensive luxury type of goods where you don't I mean, maybe you do save for insanely expensive stuff. But uh, anyway, it, it, the other thing is this area is, is so full uh, geographically of federal jobs that are really well paying and people never get fired and they typically get pretty good raises. It's also a very insulated market in terms of price sensitivity, I think. But, um, oh, shoot, where was I going with that? Mm. I think you were about to talk about how the actual problem with this being a down year in the wedding industry is because we've all gone to too many weddings in the last year because vaccines and COVID happened. Everyone got married. Everybody went to their weddings. And now everyone's like, God, I am not going to Karen's wedding this year. I'm over yeah, it. Yeah, or over people weddings. are like, well, let's not have our wedding next year because we went to 50. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to come. Yeah. All of our money was just spent last year attending seven. Oh no my, my other thing was going to be a lot of the cost of a wedding is split between more than just the couple uh, i mean not always but a lot of times you have a parent from one side parents from both sides a special gift from a extended relative whatever there's a lot of avenues that people can uh you know pull from to to make it happen not to mention uh People literally go into debt and take out loans for weddings, which is pretty intense. I don't recommend doing that. Everything about the, as, as someone that has actively worked in the wedding industry, as someone who's thinking about rejoining it casually, moonlighting via, you know, and as someone who actively appreciates you and everything you do, I benefit from the wedding industry every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's bananas. It is Mm -hmm. just it's bananas. It should not cost that much money to get hitched. Yes, uh, I totally that's agree. just how I feel. But, you know, it's, it is a nice thing to be able to celebrate uh, two people in that way. It's kind of like, you know, the greatest. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, it's important. But it is insane what things cost. Now, one thing I have noticed more recently is that the dresses people are wearing sometimes cost more than what I charge. And that I have a problem with. <laughs> that makes me feel not good when I'm like, oh my God, this is a 
this is a $7,000 wedding dress. Wow. Is the problem <laughs> that it's a $7,000 wedding dress or is the problem that you didn't charge $7,000? Yeah, no, the, the, right. I, I should be more expensive than the dress or the suit <laughs> or the attire. Right. That's the, uh, there we 100%. go. That's, a, that's your yeah. new, that's your new contact question. Uh, how expensive is your dress? And that's just <laughs> oh, your starting price. I will price. say one of the best things I did, and I didn't start until maybe just uh, two, three years ago, is ask people. It's not a required field, but ask people what their budget is. And this is you know, anecdotal, but far and away, it's right around the 5,000 mark. Rarely yeah. is it like 8,000 plus. Um, obviously, a lot of people could be convinced to spend more. I'm, I'm well aware that if somebody puts five thousand dollars as their budget that's not necessarily the limit but yeah it does seem pretty consistently that range and bumping up to seven six seven plus is just i think there i think there are also a lot of benefits here right around not pricing people out uh professionally right i run you know i I help run glass i am community and marketing but i also run a content studio where i write content for people right like i i make web pages like this for people they we talk for an hour three i throw together bad copy give it to them they pull out what they like we rinse repeat until we have something great uh and i you know my my partner and i work with companies that are like single people right like individuals just running a running a tiny school or a workshop or a you know, whatever individual jewelry sales person. Uh, and then we also work with, you know, like fortune 500 companies like Papa John's or AT&T. One of the things that I've always done whenever I'm talking to people and pricing out business is I don't want money to get in the way of working on a thing I really care about. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is why, you know, like the, the amount of money that I would make if I was working at a VC funded startup versus what I'm making at glass is like, world's different right you know mm-hmm. like our but I, I don't care because I, I i care about this community and this thing and this portion of the internet more than i care about optimizing my monthly amount of income and so you know like i always did that when um i was shooting uh portraits i had a i had a little line on like hey if you need headshots and you can't afford my $250 session fee on top, you know, and then Mm -hmm. you get one or three photos that way, and then you can buy more. But if you can't afford that 250 bucks, you know, just let me know, do, you know, we can do a pay what you want. Uh, I literally had pay what you want dot photography and I would send (laughs) that to them afterwards. Uh, and you know, like I made, I don't know, like a couple thousand bucks over Mm -hmm. the course of like four years of running that website. Uh, and it was fine, right? You know, like professionally, it was like, oh, that's fine. But the people I met and the people I photographed and mm-hmm. the like stories I got to tell, and it was just a fun side thing, right? Like it was never going to be the main draw of my finances. It was never going to be the main thing. It was just a fun, like, I don't need. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are times when it's not a worthwhile thing to be like, no, 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 sorry. I have a very strict uh pricing sliding scale if you don't fit on it uh we don't get to work together right that's something i've always found interesting is the concept of a sliding scale i've always loved that uh therapists do it like it's it's not weird and but to try and 
do that somehow for a wedding client would be tough. Like, okay, how much do you make? <laughs> or what's your overall wedding budget here? Like, I would love to be able to, to pull that off somehow, but I've never seen anyone do it. And there's probably a really good reason for that. Um, the other thing is just the perception of value and quality and professionalism. A lot of times, the more you charge, the more the better people think you are, which is absolutely not the case, but it's just part of being a human that people will always think that. And so saying, pay what you want, it just, I think that a lot of people, but pay what you can or pay what you can relative to how much you make or right. what pay you're what spending you on a wedding, a that, that would be a, a wonderful thing to figure out somehow. I'm curious uh, on what, what, how could we... Now I'm thinking about how we could do that for you right now, right? It's like, okay, we raise... <laughs> Step one is raise your prices to, uh, you know, a little closer for this upcoming season to, you know, start at $6,000 or 7500 whatever. And then include a line of like, I shoot four weddings a year at discounted rates for I like that. people I like who condition of need the, it. The limit. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then if, uh, so the, the contact form would have a, do you require... You know, do you need to apply for the assistance or, or what we would have to come up with a better name of like a, a pay what you can thing, uh, yeah. learn more. And then the learn more page would have, uh, the information, you know, like you, you your prices start at 6,000, but you understand that not everyone can afford that. You still want to work with people in love. You shoot three or four weddings a year. And then the stipulations are, they have to be within, you know, a hundred and hundred miles of DC or whatever, right? Like you can't, you can't shoot a super discounted wedding in, uh, I don't know, Ohio or something. When you book a far away wedding, you include a travel per diem on top of the actual thing, right? So it's, yes. It's, it's, yeah, mostly I I don't, I don't charge for food costs and all that. I just kind of, uh, round up from whatever the flight and hotel costs are to, to be a little bit over that and just kind of eyeball it. Uh, cause I enjoy it usually (laughs) the travel Uh, because again, it's like, I, it's so, I've been so many amazing, uh, interesting places, even places that aren't like an obvious destination to, to want to do a destination wedding, uh, Dayton, Ohio, place like that. Like I, I would oh, never I otherwise Dayton. go there and it's so cool. Dayton's but it's such a cool, weird little I, town. I love the idea of saying upfront, there's some flexibility here, but I, I do it a limited a number of times in a year, but I guess then presenting not, not only would it be very important to use the right words, but then presenting what the qualifications are would be very delicate as well. <laughs> and I don't know what, I mean, I be. think, I think what you would do would do, you, you would want to say a, uh, you know, like set what your bar is, set how low you can go, right? Because there, there are some people who, you know, can't even do five grand, right? Who can't do your baseline already. Oh, totally. That want to yeah. work with you and that would be great uh, to work with. Yeah. Um, so I think you could frame it as like it need you know, our, the minimum amount is $2,000 or $3,000, whatever, right? Like say exactly what the minimum is anything above that try to you know hit me with what you can so if that's 32 or 35 or whatever uh great come this way you're only doing this three or four times a year uh three four yeah four times right one for june one for july one for august one for september give or take Uh, you know make it an honor system thing but like make it 
a long enough thing that if someone is taking advantage of it who could afford it and still is going through this whole process and applying for it and talking to you and then it's like whatever man like if you're if you're gonna spend an extra eight hours putting forth the effort to save a thousand dollars like chances are you can't actually spend that thousand dollars and you know, you mm. might fit into this a little better than you think. Yeah, you do. yeah, I, I think I would be okay. Just uh, honor system, honor system only would be fine. Uh, I'm sure somebody would take advantage somewhere, but yeah, it would be. I don't know, an interesting experiment for it's sure. It's more on them than you, right? Like, oh, if, totally. If, if if it's a thing you're comfortable doing, and chances are you're going to get more than four applicants. Yeah. So you know, you could also make it a um, announcement post. So like, you do the announcement of like, "Hey, I'm launching this uh, pay what you can thing. We're starting in January. Applications are open through the end of February for these four weddings. You know, tell me your, you know, yeah. or you could even like pick the dates <laughs> that you're available <laughs> for, right? Like you can, you can, you can set as yeah. many parameters on this. All of that them need you, to be in February. <laughs> right. I mean, like you could even say, I. You know, I I shoot at a discounted rate in February or whatever, right? Like you can, yeah. Well, uh, I know I know a lot of venues do that, and I do get that occasional question. Uh, right now, I don't uh, ever discount for the time of year, but it's right. a really interesting idea, and it does allow more flexibility with uh, pushing prices higher, uh, since there's still a, a, an avenue for. Yeah, I'm going to have to sit down and start writing. And then, like, the reality is, is, you know, you're going to make more money having your baseline higher. Because, you know, like, you are correct. Everyone who's been telling you this is correct. The people that are hiring you at X amount can probably afford you at Y amount if it's not thousands and thousands and thousands more. uh, Even if it hurts a little or even if there's a little bit of pain point there. But the people who can't afford you at your new amount are going to have trouble affording you here too, right? You know, so like making that a larger delta and then making a way to serve. Yeah, I think 3000 if I re- reset uh, starting price to 6 that's half off. I mean, that's a pretty yeah. good deal, and it's still significant enough money. You could even to- say three, right? Like you don't even have to do a pay what you can. You can just say, hey, I shoot five yeah. or four yeah, yeah, yeah. weddings a year at 50% off. Uh, and then you could also include, I'm going to do weird stuff. We, you know, like you have to promise <laughs> to get weird with me, right? Yeah. We're going to get experimental. We're going to well, whatever. That, that's a great point, actually. And it's something that uh, passed me by. And I thought about 20 minutes ago when we were talking um, about something with my site. But it, I, I do like the headroom, knowing that I'm not charging as much as other people in general that are in my you know range in terms of professionalism and all that uh mentally does free me to to get more experimental uh for whatever reason that's just always been a mental mental block the more i started charging the less i felt entitled to uh take risks and do whatever i want but i think you're in that i think you're in that bottom of that bell curve right because like as you keep going right when you're charging 10 12 15 it's like, okay, no, I need to give them exactly what they want. Everything's yeah. perfect. But there's the other side of that bell curve, right? Like, you get a $25,000 wedding, they're hiring you for a reason, and you can do whatever mm-hmm. the hell you want. Uh, 
Yeah, you could also include that. I shoot one twenty-five thousand dollar wedding a year. <laughs> so you, I have you, been very interested in the quote. God, I hate this luxury market. It's mostly relationship based. It seems like I think a lot of times the clients, and we've probably talked about this before on here, but a lot of the clients, you don't, they don't even know your name. Uh, it's all managed through a coordinator, and I don't like having my business tied to anybody else's responsibility. Like I love referrals, and I have great relationships with people that I work with, but it's all very professional and there's no give and take in that way at all. Um, so point is it's a fascinating space because a lot of the, the work is one sort of light and airy look, the Jose Villa look. That's how people photograph most, you know, luxury weddings. And it's like such a shame because <laughs> it doesn't it's, need to be that way. It's uh, boring. But, and unfortunately, yeah, it, it is. It's like once you get to that insane stratosphere of, multiple tens of thousands of dollars for whatever reason, I never see anything interesting. It's always boring and safe and it's fine. But those people that can afford them must, there must be more interesting people. There's one, there's one incredibly wealthy person out there who is like, man, I wish someone would get weird as shit on my wedding photos. We're going to find them for you. I would even bet most people would, but you know, it, it just isn't how the industry operates right now. So it would no, be we're going to make a we're going to make a great SEO landing page for Sam Hurd luxury weddings starting at twenty five thousand dollars. Let's get weird together. <laughs> I'll be your tagline. Let's get weird together. Twenty five thousand minimum. Find what I do that weird. It it all feels it's very not. It's really yeah. not that weird. It's like you, you just do like nice thoughtful compositions with like slightly different editing and reflections. And like better posing than most. Some people get weirded out by when like multiple colors, uh, like the RGB effect or the CMYK effect that I do. But that's probably the and I do one of my favorite pictures is from a actually friend of mine's wedding, Evan, where they threw on like horse heads. Yeah, horse masks. heads are great. That, that was awesome. Everybody loves a horse head mask. I love this idea. This is really interesting. So provides me some flexibility to uh, not double, but, but raise my rate a significant amount. And, um, you know, it's really funny though. My engagement sessions have always been way, uh, expensive relative to what a lot of people would charge. Like a lot of people I observe around here that start six, 7,000 for a wedding package charge like 500 bucks or something for an engagement session. I'm like, what is going on with that? That's so weird. I don't know how they have their pricing and packages all set up, but they want, anyway. they want the big, they want the big fish and that's an easier way to get the big fish sure. to yeah. severely discount an engagement session. Yeah. Which was also the other way that I was going to break back into the industry. Just undercut everybody. 50 bucks engagement. Mm-hmm. Oh God! You just have to show up to the park. I'm going to take your photo from my window. There <laughs> are, yeah, I don't even get out of the car. There are uh, photographers I've seen have great success with mini sessions where they, they specify the date and time and location and it's a 20 minute shoot and they book as like, I don't know, as many as they can back to back. So, the, and it's very cheap, but super easy and efficient for the, the photographer because you are in one spot and everybody can knock it out. Uh, they do it a lot for families as well, just because a lot of family sessions. Yeah, family sessions are a nightmare in general because yeah. it's in it, managing children for more than 15 or 20 minutes is a nightmare. Yeah, it's tough. Terrible. Everyone wants a wardrobe change when a wardrobe change is always a huge mistake. Yeah. Everything drags longer. You can't get, but like you tell the kids you're showing up 
you gotta look nice at a camera for 15 minutes then you get an ice cream that's a win Whoo, that's a win mm-hmm. love that yeah family sessions are tough uh gratefully i've the few that I do and have done um, are almost always with the same families. So the kids like know me now and stuff like that, oh, which I love that. really helps. Yeah. Such a horrible. Yeah. It's really nice. I don't really advertise it much because um, it is a totally different beast. Yeah. Cause you're not a <laughs> family photographer. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, well, yeah. this is wonderful. I'm very excited to continue to revisiting and to revisit this topic, both pricing and content because uh both of these things are just we we need more time and more effort put into the thing before we can talk about it more but that's ooh, what a treat totally i like it this is fun Um, when we get to talk about shit i know wow yeah this is great (laughs) i love sounding smart i really wrecked it i I ruined the illusion by being like i love sounding smart at the end there that's a that's a dead giveaway if you want i'm excited to see what clips i can put together from this Ooh. All, All right, right. Well, well, appreciate, appreciate you. It.